0: You're listening to Built on Bees, your weekly OSU Beavers podcast for fans and by fans. You can listen, subscribe, and share the show on your favorite podcast player, and follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at Built on Bees. And like the show on Facebook, just search Built on Bees. You can also contact the B.O.B. crew by sending an email to onbeeves at gmail.com.
1: This week's episode is brought to you by Arete Woodworking, handcrafted wood and concrete products created with excellence in mind. Go on over to AreteWoodworking.com or go over to Instagram and follow them at AreteWoodworking.
2: Now on to the next episode of Built on Beefs with your B.O.B. crew, Zeke, Nate, and Eric.
0: Welcome to Built on Beefs. My name is Eric. I am joined by Zeke and Nate. On this episode, we are going to recap the Beavers Big Bye Week pat that was kind of a that was kind of a joke. We didn't they lose. Did. We didn't lose. We yes, didn't I'm win. Right. Um, but yeah, it's bye week. So that means we're going to talk about other stuff, but we are going to preview their matchup this Saturday in football against Stanford. We're going to do the rundown at the end. Fellas, how'd you enjoy the bye week?
1: That's a good question. I'm trying to remember what I did this weekend. What did I do Saturday? I was sick. So I did oh, not really enjoy oh. it. Oh what i'm saying
2: i did enjoy it. i mean if you looked at any of the pac-12 games this week oh my goodness That's yeah well true.
0: both of my was it last week you asked who did, i think was going to win the pac-12 yeah or that was a listener yeah both my teams lost yeah both I, of them. I, I had washington state
1: and oh, yeah. utah didn't i mm-hmm. i had oregon yeah. and utah so
2: well i had arizona state they lost as well so oh, a lot man. of upsets in the pac-12 Great pac crazy 12 is stuff. a
1: weird conference man i know it, it, no one it, it, wants to take it
0: well, yeah. Well, you know what? Isn't this kind of normal for the Pac-12? Everybody beats find. everyone. It's like a yeah. cycle. Yeah, I think it was years ago they had this like Pac-12 circle yeah, I of, of <laughs> circle I don't of know doom or something. I don't know something. What it was. I, I wanted to say death, but that sounded like a little too evil. So I don't <laughs> think well, I don't like, think it was you're death. Saying, Though, yeah. yeah, it was like it, it was every basically it showed like I think everyone. Somebody beat somebody, then the next person or the next team lost and it just kept going and going and going and going. But but that um we were just watching highlights before the uh, before recording. So we had it on in the background. So uh we had Washington State in that UCLA game, mm-hmm. which is just like obviously you're like, okay, Washington what was the final? Is anyone 67 Sixty seven, sixty three. Yep. Yeah. I know, I know I use this word a lot, but that literally was a barn burner. Zeke, you like say it was, well, no like way. Even watching the replay,
1: knowing the score, is like, no, this can't be right.
2: Yeah, like if you watch the highlights, knowing that UCLA is going to win, you still think they're going to lose.
0: I, I, it sounds like a college basketball game score. It does. Look, it's look, actually I, you know, mid-tier, mid-tier. Yes,
2: yeah, so it was 130 points total, and that was actually the highest score in Pac-12 game in history.
1: Yeah, I mean, we we say how we kind of get let down sometimes being – Beaver fans, but I can't imagine being a Washington State fan during that game. <laughs> oh, what no kind kidding. of emotions went through that game? I, well, I couldn't I mean, handle it.
0: I mean, you think us coming back and beating Colorado last year? I mean, that was a huge comeback. What was it, was. it a twenty-eight point comeback? Maybe. Mm-hmm. So that's true. I mean, what what was the number on that? What was the comeback?
1: They were down by close to 30, 30 something,
2: and we took it to overtime as well. Well, oh, yeah, talking I'm talking
0: Yeah, I, I'm back at the UCLA one. Oh, okay. Washington State. What was... Yeah. Did I get you? It was 45 to 17 at
1: half,
2: I think. Is that
0: something right? Something
2: like that. Oh, gosh. It's you pretty know,
0: big. You know, one of the things I've learned, don't do math on air. So, yeah. it just doesn't turn out well, good.
2: Well, the thing is, they were scoring so much, it it was hard to keep up.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, the, after the first quarter, is like 10 to 7 or something like mm-hmm. that.
2: Yeah, so UCLA was the first one to put points on the board, and then... Washington State answered, then UCLA, I believe, got a field goal, and it was like 10-7 to 7 going into the second, and then um, I think UCLA got another t- touchdown for 17 points, and then Washington State kind of ran away with it going over 40 points to go into the second half, and you think to yourself, oh, this game is over with.
0: Right. Well, I, I did bye week with no football, really, so... I'm um, man. That, that tends to happen to me. Like even if it's oh, like yeah. an NFL team, if it's a bye week, I like tune out of football for that week. I went golfing so... on Saturday. Oh, that's, that's right. What I did really oh,
1: yeah. nice golf course, Langdon Farms. But you didn't play well, from what you said. I did not. No, I played really bad.
0: But the the course itself was awesome. Super nice. Yeah, I be- I was there for a work party a long time ago. Ah, eh, long time ago, two years. I don't know. Time is relative, whatever. Yeah. But the point is, it seemed like a nice place. Didn't even know there was a golf course there. Yeah. So a lot of walking. We walked it. So. Oh, yeah. A little sore. <laughs> yeah. So a, any other games that you guys catch? Yes. Uh, a very broken So instead of the there.
2: Conference of Championships, should be called the Conference of Upsets. Because that's exactly what we got this weekend. Starting on Friday with number 10, Utah versus USC. USC ended up beating Utah thirty to twenty three.
1: With a third string quarterback. With a third string quarterback.
2: Man. Yeah.
0: Good for the third stringer. <laughs> you gotta yeah. say something.
2: And in, and this is not Pac twelve news, but it is news. So UCF's University of Central Florida's win streak, multi season win streak, was uh, blown by Pitt. Yes. That's a team that
0: didn't get enough credit either like no. last year. It's so hard for like those mid major schools to mm-hmm. even have an opportunity for getting in the playoff bid. And I mean that's going back to what we talked about with Matt Bixby on the show. It's like, oh man, I, I really wish we had like some tournament style playoff thing here. Yeah. So we could see teams like that, you know. And that even gives, you know, opportunities for teams like Oregon State, you know. That's true. Where you that's can true. get where you can get in and compete. So
2: another surprising game is the Cal game. Cal is starting the season four and zero, ranked number twenty-three. Um, I don't know what the latest poll is, but they was ranked number twenty three the prior week, and they beat Ole Miss um twenty eight to twenty.
0: And then also, I I always keep track of teams I don't like. It's something <laughs> something really wrong in my heart. Um one of those teams is Michigan. I really don't oh, like no. Michigan. Um that program man is on the down. I, it's, you know, it's crazy, right? You almost think if it was somebody not named Jim Harbaugh that that coach would not be there anymore at this point. Crazy. You think he's, he could pick up the recruits and, to build that program, but it, it sounds like we're totally trashing Wisconsin while I'm saying that. Uh, obviously, Wisconsin's built a program there, too. But it's I don't know. it's It's kind of tough. The Michigan, the Notre Dames, I just feel like they're always ranked every year. And they're ranked high, and I I can't help but think it's just because of their names. Sometimes is that wrong to think that?
2: No, I mean if you look at Ohio State and
0: whatnot, they back, back it up more than Michigan. They do, but or Notre Dame. Let's be well, honest, programs
1: with deep history and tradition are going to carry a lot of weight. Because despite, I, yeah,
2: yeah, go ahead. because no. what I was going to say is the way I think the NCAA looks at it, especially when it comes to the media poll and the coaches poll is those teams consistently, consistently bring in talent that can win games. So every year they have the the chance of going to bowl games, winning big games. So I think they always score them high, then they see how the season turns out and then move on. from so there. So
0: w- would you argue you might be underperforming or not working as a team if the talent's there and they're getting that? Yeah, I would say so. I mean, because right now, if you really looked at Michigan, I don't have it in front of me, but you barely squeak by Army, which I blame Army for making me pick Cal Poly, but (laughs) let's get over that. Gosh. (laughs) Oh, yeah. yeah, I should have never read anything about that game. But the point is is that they barely squeak by Army um, in Michigan being at home, and then they basically get embarrassed by Wisconsin. So it's like, okay, well, then – are they really talented? Do they really have the recruits? Or is it name recognition? And not only that, you have a coach that has a lot of the spotlight too. So, Which That's, is why I like what we have here at mm-hmm. Oregon State, by the way, if I could say that.
2: Well, I, I like what we have here at Oregon State as well. Um, and hopefully coming into this week's game, which is going to be at 4 o'clock at, um research stadium it, it would be good, nice p- to good s- plug zeke yeah <laughs> can, can, let me let me look at my notes here is... uh
0: research <laughs> four stadium. o'clock pack 12 matchup <laughs>
2: <laughs> i think it's actually gonna be on a pack 12 network yeah, I, I actually think it is that.
0: hey the pack 12 network loves the beefs we they get do. a lot of pack 12 network
2: um Funny story behind Research Stadium. So Research Stadium is obviously named after the food company that's based in Headquarter in Beaverton.
0: Research Fine Foods, yes, and, and it is fine.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yes, it is, and they actually uh, have food and grocery stores not only in America but uh, across the globe. But the fun Reaser's, fact Zeke, fun fact Zeke, and. The Reesers actually were big-time donors to Oregon State University, and they never asked to have the stadium named after them. But Oregon State felt like they should honor them with their consistent giving, so they chose to call it Reeser Stadium. So it's not
0: an official wow. like sponsorship. Yeah, I'm pretty way, sure right?
2: Reeser didn't was like, oh no, don't <laughs> do it.
0: <laughs> oh please, we don't want that. Yeah. No, 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 no.
2: And I think they're. Uh, I hope I'm not wrong, but I'm pretty sure the original Reesers, like the husband and wife Reeser, I think they have since passed. So
0: Okay.
1: It's going to be a good one this week. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to – I hope we see a good turnout. Students are back. That's Welcome true. week this week. Getting that preparation coming off a big win in Cal Poly. <laughs> the Stanford team coming in one and three. That's pretty shocking with the Stanford team, but – I'm excited to see what happens. I know Dennis Erickson's going to be in the house. He's got inducted into the Hall of Fame. And oh, that's awesome. So he's going to be honored there. So nice. I think it's going to be an electric crowd. Um, I hope, I mean, a late afternoon game, early evening. We'll that's see nice, turnout. though,
0: right? I think especially for the families. So if you have like a late... Late, late yeah. o'clock, click off. <laughs>
2: late o'clock. Late o'clock. Late o'clock. <laughs> New words. I, you know, I had years. that
0: in my head, and I just decided to commit with what was going to come out of my mouth mm-hmm. there, and that's what we got. But it is, a, you know, I don't have kids, but I imagine it's like, oh, man, you're going to a 7 o'clock kickoff. It's like by halftime. It's like, oh, geez, and the kids are tired, and it's like, oh, man. I, I, I just feel like it's probably a lot.
2: Well, I mean, So 4
0: o'clock, I feel like that's good.
2: Yeah, look at the Oklahoma State game. That felt very late to me. And that was a 7:30 kickoff.
0: Yeah, you were so, gone. Yeah. So was I. <laughs> <laughs> I. Had a trip to Hawaii, right? But we've yeah. we've heard enough about that. Mm-hmm. Um no, and you know what? Exciting week two. Um, obviously, um, we, we're gonna preview more of that Stanford game. Um, look at the line, we're gonna go behind the mask a little a little bit mm-hmm. since we did it last year. But yeah. I, I feel like Stanford is a good one to diagnose a bit farther. Um, but also. Uh, Civil War Week for women's volleyball. Okay. Yeah. So we have that coming this Thursday. Nice. So and uh, I will be in attendance. Are you? Yeah. That's great.
2: Look at this guy.
1: Coming up coming clutch. Oh, and, and you went to the women's soccer game. I went to the women's soccer, game. The women's soccer game last Thursday. Okay. Saw them beat uh Idaho. Eight and, 0. and
0: they had a good turnout.
2: Idaho Vandals? Yeah.
0: It was rebellious a good rebellious bunch. That women's team is fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah. What was so? Yeah. What was the environment like? Cause I I haven't yet been to a men's or a women's soccer game. It was
1: actually really cool. I, it was a surprisingly like a good turnout. There were the state the stands were pretty full. I also noticed there was a lot of different athletes from different sports there representing. Mm-hmm. I saw Tristan Jebia there in the stands. Some other football players. I saw some basketball players. So it was good seeing other Beaver sport players come support that team and. I think it goes to show like they're building this program up. Like for a program coming seven and oh, they're eight and oh now, they're just mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, best about to enter pack
2: twelve play. Yeah, yeah, I
1: mean they're building fans are coming to see because 'cause they're hearing the noise of the this team. And Scott Barnes was there, saw him, the athletic director. So people are coming out. It was fun. You
2: That's, know it would be nice to see if we can have the women's soccer team play at research stadium so they can support a bigger crowd.
1: That's, that's pushing
2: uh, it a little I, bit. Zeke, I, I, but I said, I get, it, I get, it will be nice. I get what you're, nice. say, get what you're said, saying. Remember my nice. MLS comment? Yeah, last That's week? true. Okay.
0: No. Okay. It would be cool, but <laughs> I, I'm worried that I'm worried that you won't get it. Okay. Yeah. Because like I said, I, I mean, cause I remember um in a previous job when I worked in athletics once in a while, the women's volleyball team would play at the arena. And the arena just felt kind of empty and echoey. It just was kind of weird. Mm-hmm. And I think Nate's probably gone to... You probably went to some women's volleyball game at, at the arena. Before I didn't, play. actually. Oh, you no. didn't. Okay. But once in a while... So I, I guess I'll just say we're back at Southern Illinois University. So ill, S-I-U. Um, but the volleyball team's main hub was a place called Davies Gym. And it was a very small like high school size gym yeah. mm-hmm. and that place would get rocking and it was loud and the was. energy in there it, it was, really was it was so fun to be there but then when they were in their arena it just didn't feel right mm-hmm. it was just off now i now i'm not disparaging against the women's soccer team i just think i don't know if it would feel great for well, them i, to be I don't, I don't think
1: they would want to honestly because like you touching on what you're saying i think they'd rather have a Full stands and where they're at now, it's close to the field. So, I mean, now I tell you what, if they start,
0: if you start selling tickets for the grass in the parking lot and people aren't standing on their vehicles to watch the women's soccer game. Yeah. Go ahead and move in the research. Let's mm-hmm. do it. I'm talking so.
2: about ladder down the season playoff. Time.
0: Look, Zeke, you can make the call to athletics. Okay. I
2: will. S- you sell
0: it. I'll do it. And you have tell you what, you have the full support of this panel. <laughs> I don't think we've ever called ourselves a panel. You have a full sport of the B.O.B. crew. All right, let's take a time out. When we get back, we're going to preview uh, the Stanford matchup in football. You're listening to Built on Bees.
1: Zeke, football tailgating. Food, what comes to your mind?
2: Jalapeno poppers, nachos, tacos, you know, fun finger food.
1: Do you like carnitas? Yes, I do. Well, I'll tell you where to go to find a perfect game day carnitas recipe. Go to Instagram and follow a blossoming life. She just posted today a recipe that will get your mouth watering. Has much flavor with nachos and tacos and rice. It just pairs all well together. Like I said,
0: Instagram, follow a blossoming life.
2: Mm, Sounds good.
0: Welcome back to Built on Beefs. It is time to go behind the mask. With the Stanford Cardinal. Now, Nate, I know a little bit about this, but I feel like Cardinal and their actual mascot don't actually relate as much as I think.
1: Well, yeah, I think you'll be surprised in a few different ways. If you're a longtime listener of this show, some of this might sound a little familiar. But if you're new to the show, I know we have new listeners now. Oh, we do. are going to get a ton of information here. A ton. So... It's
0: very important that the hist- you focus Eric, on Nate, everyone. Eric, my, it's my
1: corner, all right?
0: Yeah, but, but it's kind of like, you know, you're kind of pushy a little bit. Okay. I'm um, backing up.
1: No more talking on your part. The history of Stanford's kind of mascot nickname, it has a history that dates back to the founding of the university in 1891. And so the color cardinal has always been one of the school's official colors, But the nickname has kind of gone through a series of changes. Um, Since 1981, Stanford has been known as the Cardinal. But from 1930 to 1972, they were known as the Indians. Hmm. And so, oddly enough, that tree you think of isn't actually their mascot. They don't have a mascot. They don't officially have a mascot. That tree is actually a member of the Stanford band and has regularly been mistaken as the school's mascot, but it ain't. So, and
0: I, I've been mistaken for it because I feel like they promo it with the other mascots.
2: It's definitely their mascot.
0: So, what is it just a pride thing? They don't want to just. I they don't bet. want to say it.
1: I mean, this is Stanford's website. I'm reading off, so
0: it but it dances around and stuff and everything. Oh, right? it does
1: things, but
0: so is it kind of like um what's the name? I don't know if flag team's the right word, but is there are they called flag team? Well, the, I don't think so. People, do you guys know what I know I'm what talking you're saying,
1: about? But I don't think that's what they're called.
0: Well, no, I know, but they're kind of dancing the color, with the band. Uh, color guard? No, I don't know. That's the gosh. Whatever. Gosh, we don't sound knowledgeable at all. That's why I told you not to talk anymore. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you heard it here first, everybody. Nate, Nate has made me, I'm not talking anyway for the next Stanford, 18 minutes. I'm not talking. Okay.
1: Stanford did not have an official nickname until the Indians was adopted in 1930. Okay. And so they officially adopted the Indian nickname on November 25th, 1930. However, eventually the name got dropped in 1972 following meetings between the Stanford Native American students and President Richard Lyman. 55 students supported by other 358 American Indians enrolled in California colleges felt the mascot was an insult to their culture and heritage. And therefore, the name got changed to Cardinals in reference to one of the school's colors, not the bird. Then, nine years after the Indian was dropped, Stanford had still not decided on a new mascot. President Donald Kennedy declared in 1981 that all Stanford athletic teams will be represented represented, represented, and symbolized exclusively by the color cardinal. And so, like I said, there's no official mascot. The tree is a member of the band, is representative of El Palo Alto, the redwood tree, which is the logo of the city Palo Alto. So that's kind of basically a tradition of Cardinal. They were previously known as Indians. Knocked that off. They've been known as the Cardinal ever since.
2: So what I suggest to anyone who's listening right now, go to Google and Google Stanford mascot. And you're going to see a litany of goofy-looking trees pop up. And if you don't know what the Stanford mascot looks like, that's what the mascot looks like. It's a tree, a goofy-looking tree with goofy-looking eyes with a goofy mouth.
1: Well, you know what beavers do? What? They cut down trees. Ooh, I like it. To build dams. Ooh. So, I don't know. Am I leading into... The Beavers are going to cut Stanford down this week.
2: Ooh, I like how it sounds. I don't know.
1: I'm going to leave you in suspense until we get to that point. I know Eric's itching to talk right now by the face that he's giving me. <laughs> so, Eric, I'd love to hear what you'd have to Did say. The
2: floor is
0: yours, Eric. Oh, man, that is really hard not to talk, I realize. I apologize to Nate. That's his time. Okay, I got a lot to say. And for one thing... One of those Zeke straight up looked like something from a SpongeBob SquarePants cartoon with the teeth. I'll tell you that right mm-hmm. now. Um, number, that's two. funny. There's a side <laughs> by side right there of Oski, the Cal Golden Bear You're, mascot, which is street. like your least favorite. And those
1: are like right? the they, two that I'm like. What is like? Why do they have that?
0: Maybe that's why they put them in the same <laughs> shot right there. It's like which, which is worse? I don't even know. No, but really, I mean, it's it, it is really an interesting thing i don't know it's hard for me to get behind it but it's one of those things unless you go to the school it's not really like exciting i guess or you don't really defend it right i don't know who knows we probably got some blind spots with benny the beaver that we don't know about i'm not sure
2: i don't know i think benny the beaver is pretty cool looking it kind of reminds me of uh chucky from chucky e. cheeses oh that's creepy <laughs> chucky e. Cheese is not creepy <laughs> Only like... The, Chuck and Cheese? That guy's creepy. N- no, only like... Compared the anim- to Benny? Come on, man. The animatronics, whatever they call that. Oh, like the, ro-
0: the robots show that you pay a quarter for? Like, exactly. Now, that was creepy. Sparks are
2: flying out. Chuck and Cheese wasn't creepy. Which reminds me of like... catch on fire. If a lot of people played NCAA football games back when they existed, they used to actually have a mascot game where like you go play as some of the funny mascots NCAA. And the Stanford tree was one of the mascots you could choose and play against.
0: So Okay. So, so technically, that was wrong. They shouldn't be put in there, right?
2: And how's that thing playing? It has no hands.
0: Would, would, would the football levitate in the air for it? I guess so. My goodness. See, there, there you go. Another mascot shot with the tree, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a mascot. I know the university doesn't want to say so.
2: Unofficial. It's a mascot of the
1: band. Sorry, I was not Fair listening enough. to anything you guys were saying. I was reading. It, that's okay. It's just so the mass. It's time. the
2: mascot okay. of the school. And that's I, I feel clear enough saying that. I, I think we spent a lot of time on mascot. Let's get to-
1: <laughs> No, it's not because the school didn't come up with it. The band came up with it because of a spoof. There was a themed a tree themed um, in a game against Cal in nineteen seventy five. And so they adopted a tree theme for the halftime program. A tree queen was carried in on a wooden platform. A tree queen? Surrounded by flower-tossing wood nymphs. And a complete...
0: <laughs> Wait, are they, what you. are they throwing? Wood chips? A wood nymph? <laughs> all I'm saying... What's a wood nymph?
1: nymph. I don't know what that is. I don't. i I'm not even going to search it. You can look it up.
0: I can't spell it.
2: So, so check it this out. It was all
1: a joke. And it just caught... I mean, you know how jokes go and spoofs go? They just catch wind. And then all of a sudden, it's deep tradition... And so the school's kind of like, I guess we'll take it.
2: Okay, so check this out. And and this is an argument for the fact that that tree is a mascot. Merriam-Webster Dictionary (laughs) defines mascot as a person, animal, or object adopted by a group as a symbolic figure, especially to bring them good luck.
1: Zeke, I'm not arguing it's a mascot. That's not the argument here. It's what it's a mascot for. It's a mascot for... The school. Yes, but... The band. It's not the school's mascot.
2: I beg to differ.
1: It's just associated let's just say this: the, the school. school isn't against it. No. Yeah, they're not. They're not vetoing it, but they're not the ones who came up with it.
0: I'm just impressed that Zeke pulled out Merriam-Webster as a quote. <laughs> At first, I'm just like, okay, who's he quoting? And, it's, <laughs> and that it was a dictionary quote. Mm-hmm. You have a Wikipedia one there for us too,
2: or? Uh, well, nope. I mean anybody contribute <laughs> to Wikipedia, so no. All
0: right, we're done. Good good job, Nate. Thank you for <laughs> I'm keep, done with these. And, th- and
2: thank you. And and thank you
0: for keeping me silent. You're not pushy. You're not. No, I, I know. I, I need to be I need to be corrected. I appreciate that. Okay, let's talk about this matchup. Stanford coming in one and three, Beavers at one and two right now. Um, obviously not the season Stanford was hoping for at the beginning of the year. Um, I don't remember their ranking to start the season, but they were a top 25 team. Yes, they were correct.
2: I can actually tell you they ranking. It was number 25. Okay. Just
0: so got in 25. Just got in. Mm-hmm. They just got enough votes. So, and
2: then check this out. They beat Northwestern the first week, 17, seven and week two, they was ranked number 23.
0: Look at that. So obviously it's kind of gone downhill for them. Um, so yeah, I, I think a lot of promise, especially with a senior quarterback who's performed well in previous years, but really the numbers aren't quite there this year. Uh, Costello, I believe is the name. Uh, so this is a team that's kind of down right now, and they're coming in to Research Stadium with the Beavers team that got their first win this season, be it an FCS school, still still a victory and a dominant victory. So I think both teams are are in a different spot emotionally entering this game.
1: Yeah. Well, KJ Costello got hurt early on, got a head injury. And so, I mean, in ways we've seen that with Luton, I mean, head injuries like that to a quarterback can do a lot to them. I mean, physically, obviously, but also mentally, I mean, speaking of head injuries, but confidence, I mean, can get shaken a little bit going through something traumatic like that. And I, think he's kind of shaking off the rust to that and it's going to be interesting to see what happens this game because I'm looking at either obviously two ways you have a banged up kind of deflated Stanford team coming in one and three this can either be just a terrible year that they just sink into and it's just one of those years that they try to forget or it's this is a turn point like all right that's enough let's get back on this win streak let's Ride this train of victories, and we're gonna see what happens there. I'm, I'm still trying to, I don't know what my prediction is gonna be, and I don't know what we're gonna expect. But Stanford, Stanford, you know, well, right. Talking they, about that tradition stuff we were talking about with Michigan's and the Ohio states. This is Stanford, and so they've got that tradition of solid team with running backs and. Mm-hmm tight ends, and big big receivers.
2: And smart people.
1: Yeah.
0: well, And it's not like even, you know, they played Oregon relatively well if you're looking at the score. Mm-hmm. And Oregon obviously ranked 16th um, when they were entering that game. And that was a home game for Stanford. It's not like... It's not like... Uh, I don't know how to say it. It's not like we're playing a lesser opponent by any means. But I just think they're probably... The expectations Stanford had entering the season were different than what... Oregon State had. Is this a bigger win for Stanford or Oregon State?
2: Definitely Oregon State.
0: Oh yeah, I would say it's for
2: sure. Because if you look at Stanford's three losses, they all came to ranked opponents.
1: I know, but Stanford needs this win too.
0: Well, okay. Do you mean bigger as in for the team, or bigger like it's gonna make headlines? Obviously. Oregon or
1: state wins, it's bigger news. Yes. Okay. That's for the team that's itself.
2: Different. So, so do you mean like going into the rest of the season? Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Well, so a hard think one. of it. It's
0: our, and this is our that first Pac 12 matchup for the yeah. Beavers. Stanford's obviously already had theirs. Yeah. So,
2: that is a tough one.
0: Okay. I, I would say for us, because it's our Pac 12 opener.
2: Yeah. You was, know, because
0: yeah. anything can happen if you
1: win but these games. I mean, yeah you're one and three, and that's bad, but to go one and four losing to Oregon State, I mean, no knock on us, but we are coming out of that season of just being laughed at, mm-hmm. and that team that just sits at the bottom and everyone kind of looks forward to us on their schedule. yeah that's a pretty big thing if Stanford comes out and loses to oregon state
2: i I would agree on that. One th- one thing I would say for Stanford is Stanford needs to be very careful not to underestimate Oregon State because um, a couple years ago, if you remember, we we almost knocked them off when they was ranked and were really, really good.
0: Yeah, I, be- uh, I believe that was a Thursday nighter, and yeah. it was um, a late fumble. I think we were trying to milk the clock in the game. Yeah. And, yeah, I do remember that matchup, so – I think yeah, this is a game that's going to be decided by defense. What defense? Well, it's interesting that you say that because I read that um, Oregon State is ranked, I think, either tied for number one or number two in the country with the fewest turnovers. We have only had one all season. We yeah. have, yes,
2: yes and and that actually was Jebbia's pass off of a helmet. Yeah. So technically not not a true interception, it was more of a deflection that turned into an interception.
0: And it was also a um a second stringer too. Yeah. Second strings are in too. So yeah, yeah. it's kind of If okay, if you're talking starters primarily, yeah, you could say no turnovers, right? Mm-hmm. So which you know is that us not taking risks I don't know I mean there's no risk with fumbling really right so it's like we we obviously are taking care of the football which is definitely an improvement for this team as well I agree because we, we I mean we just mentioned that Stanford game from 2 years ago there's been a lot of times where there's like a head scratching turnover at a, just a bad moment at a, a bad time in a game and uh we've avoided that for the most part so so for you Nate Going back to where you said you think this is going to be, a this game is going to come down to the defense that performs better. Does that mean turnovers? What are you What are you thinking?
1: Just holds them off, whatever that takes. I, and I don't know if that's going to be turnovers or just those holds them in the red zone just enough to not let them score a touchdown. Then the kicker misses a field goal, mm-hmm. something like that. That that kind of bend don't break defense, which which defense lasts, because Oregon State has a great offense, Stanford has a good offense, Mm -hmm. so I think both offenses are going to move the ball, it's just which defense can last the longest.
2: I I can see you on that one, and I I think it's going to be very important for our defense, especially that front line, which I believe we we can't answer the call and step up to that. Um, I, I say it probably every podcast, is that our Secondary really needs to pay attention and bring it this game. Show, show, prove people wrong. Let them know, like, hey, you cannot throw on us. That we will get interceptions. That we will stop you. That we will hold your receivers back. Wasn't
1: this a game, too? I think it was that same game that we lost on that fumble. They had a big receiver that they just kept going yes. at. And yes. that our defensive back, mm-hmm. there was like one, I think it was a two point conversion or yep. something. They went to that guy. Yep. Pass interference went oh to him again. Pass interference yes. went I to him again. That. It, it, it was
2: such yeah. a big mismatch, and and it was no fault of DB. That that dude just was a monster. It's like there was he needed double coverage.
0: I, th- I think that was the same game, Nate. Yeah, it yeah, was. It was. It was, it was. Yeah, that was so frustrating. Yeah. Um, right now, um, the line is uh, the, or the spread is which is the line. Whatever. I'm done. Uh, is that four? Uh, Stanford is favored by four points. So, um, if you were to pick Stanford, they would, um, have to at least cover for four points or more. If you're going to take them, beavers just have to be within that four point spread. Um, a favorable line, I think for Oregon state at uh-huh. home, I think this is their closest line that they've had in a long time that I can think of. I agree. Cause Cal Poly game didn't have one. So, um, let's get into predictions Nate, I am going to go turn to you to oh, wow. get us started on final thoughts and your prediction for this game. Guys, I'm go torn.
1: Ahead. I'm torn on this one. Let's just remind everyone: I'm sitting at three. 0 yes, mm-hmm. you are my picks. We all know the pick expert over here. Okay, that's me. That's
2: yeah. It's like Lee Corso's picks. <laughs> yeah, if we got to start if getting some headgear. On, know, yeah. Seriously. So what is Okay, so is Corso we put need it on some. the
0: tree? Or just kidding. <laughs> And I'm going to be
1: like Corso, who kind of dances around. He flirts with one to get Mm -hmm. you over there thinking that's who he's going with. And then he pulls away and puts on the other one. You heard it here first. You're
0: comparing yourself to Lee Corso. Hey, (laughs) Lee's
1: cool. He's that that goofy guy that no one really takes seriously, but still kind of knows his stuff.
0: I take Lee seriously.
1: You just wanted to rhyme.
0: Not so fast, my friend. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Not so fast, my friend. Oh my gosh. He's the Dick Vitale of college football. (laughs) Guys, I I was about to imitate Dick Vitale, not doing it. Go ahead, Nate.
1: I'm torn. I really am. Obviously, this is the best chance we have against Stanford we've seen in a while. I mean, (laughs) just going into the game with all that. You know, I'm going back to what we were talking about before with tradition and -hmm. the way that affects people's. Outlook towards them, mm-hmm. optimism towards them. that Every ounce of me wants to pick Oregon State right now to win this. And I think they legitimately could. So don't get me wrong. I think Oregon State can win this game. I think they even might. But I don't think enough to pick them at where we're at. Ooh. When you have the Stanford team, who's just historically good, even though they're on a slump right now, this Beaver team hasn't proved enough to me yet to have such confidence in them to pick. But like I said, I will not be surprised if they win. I hope they win. I think they could win. But I'm gonna have to pick Stanford.
2: Okay. Eric, I think we should go to you because I think people are gonna know what my answer is, but I'm gonna give an explanation. Well that's why
1: you,
0: oh, okay. Oh, very good. Okay. Um so Where, what's your your
1: record at or I'm uh,
0: at a, I'm at one and two one and two one and two so I really need you, this you? one yes you picked Hawaii? um no you're
1: two and one right no I think I'm one and two am I not didn't you pick Oklahoma State to win
2: you two and uh, one man
0: yeah you're two 2-1. Oh, and great one. so what my Zeke's only loss one is two. Cal Powell? I wanted yeah. to yeah yeah really oh I feel good now okay nice. now I can take more of a risk. Uh, no, I'm going to probably go the same way. I've, I'm tiptoeing between this one a lot. No matter what, I think this is going to be a really close game. Mm-hmm. I actually don't think it's going to be as high-scoring as a contest as maybe it can be advertised because of the offenses. Um, I think it's going to come down to a game where the Beavers will probably be leading most of the game. But I do have a feeling that Stanford will come through at the end like a last-second field goal and i i do think i do think it's going to be a matchup where um you're going to see a l- still a lot of passing yards out of the beavers um but maybe not converting those into touchdowns um and maybe taking some risks so the the thing is i think we're going to have awesome offensive production and i think our defense is going to play well i just think by the end of it stanford's going to make more plays to get the win um, and capitalize, so I'm kind of going um, 22-21, Stanford, 21-23, kind of that range mm. where we have that bend, don't break defense where we're not letting Stanford get into the end zone and we're holding them the field goals. But um, I worry about us taking care of what we need to do offensively and punching it in.
1: Well, if we're if we're going game prediction, I'm kind of seeing if Stanford wins, which I'm predicting, I think it's going to be by 14 or more. Mm. Or the Beavers are going to win. Okay. Okay. Bold. I'm just throwing that out there.
0: Okay. So right now, me and Nate are going with the tree. Mm-hmm. Cardinal. Whatever. Tree's not
1: their mascot.
2: So it's Zeke's turn. And Zeke's going to tell you why the Beavers are going to win. Oh, my god!
0: And you've never done this before, <laughs> were... so we're, we're on the edge yeah. of our seat. <laughs> we didn't see that one coming. I know, right? So I swear if you bring it down to a beaver chopping down a tree, I'm going to lose it.
2: <laughs> so this is the reason why the beaver's going to win. We had a bye week. We had a chance to rest, to regroup, to recoup on some injuries. We're coming off a win. We're at home. We're excited. The college students are back. We're going to have the representation in the field and in the stands. And on top of that, I believe we have the talent, the players – and a playbook to beat Stanford.
1: I will say this. I think it might be rainy, which could go towards our favor.
2: Yeah. And and this is another thing I would say about this. I, I think now I don't we're not gonna blow out Stanford. That's not at all what I'm predicting. I think we're gonna beat him, and I think we're gonna beat him by more than one possession.
0: There we go. You wow. you heard it here. Yep. Zeke is going here for the Beavers. Me and Nate are going with the Cardinals. So we'll see what happens. Listeners, let us know what you think as well. Uh, When we get back, we're going to finish things up with a segment we call The Rundown. You're listening to Built on Bees.
1: For all your home buying needs, head on over to impactrealestate.com and the husband and wife team of Derek and Tamara Manasco will be happy to answer any questions you may have. Again, go on over to Impact Real Estate. That's the letter M, com. You can find their contact info there, and they are excited and ready to help you.
0: Welcome back to Built on Beeves. It is time to do the rundown.
2: The rundown. The rundown.
0: There it is. You guys are getting better at that each week.
1: I'm a little sick, so. Okay. So That's that- good. So it's even better. It
0: gave it a good effect. I like it. Zeke, get us started with the rundown.
2: All right. We're going to start with the very exciting, very invigorating.
0: Probably the most exciting team on campus right now.
2: Yes. Women's soccer. So right now, women's soccer is sitting at 8-0, and zero, a perfect 100% on the season right now. They're on an eight-game winning streak, of course, because of that. 5-0 and 0 at home, 3-0 and 0 away. And the les game, as mentioned, was against the Idaho Vandals on September 19th, which was Thursday, and they won 2-1. to one. Now, starting September 28th, they're going to be starting Pac-12 play. Let's go. Yes. So we're going to get into the Pac-12, September 28th, Saturday at 7 p.m. If you're up in the Pullman, Washington area, we're going to be going against Washington State, followed by October 3rd. Thursday, Going to go over to Salt Lake City, Utah and go against the Utah Utes. Then that's followed by three days later, October 6th, on Sunday, we're going to Boulder, Colorado to take on the Colorado Buffaloes. So we got three away games. So we it's going to be a tough start to the Pac-12 season, but I think we have the team that's going to go all the way this year. And then after that, to preview the rest of October, we continue in Pac-12 play October 10th, Thursday at 7 p.m. We're going to be back here at Paul Lorenz Field in Corvallis. Then October 13th, Sunday against Cal in Corvallis. October 18th October eighteenth on Friday at 7 p.m. against the University of Washington Huskies at Paul Lorenz Field. And then we end out October uh, with a game on the 24th, the 27th, and the 31st. And that's against Arizona State in Tempe, Arizona; University of Arizona in Tucson, Arizona; and UCLA at Paul Lorenz Field. So the month of October, very exciting time for Pac-12 play for women's soccer.
0: You know, and it's surprising too. I was trying to look at women's soccer rankings, and we're we're not ranked. I don't know, like I don't know what you got to do to get ranked. I
2: don't know. I think they that's, sleep on us.
0: That's tough. It's weird because I, I mean, I bet there's a. It's not as a big deal as, like, it seems like with college football rankings and mm-hmm. basketball rankings that you get, you know, with, like, the different people that do the voting and stuff yeah. like that. So it's like, I don't even know who does these polls, but the one that I found, we're not even on there. So I think that's ridiculous. But, you know, we don't have press votes yet, maybe one day.
1: Yeah. yeah, They sleep on us. Let's head on over to the men's side of the ball. Right now they are currently sitting at 5-3 and three overall. They have started Pac-12 play, and they are 2-0 oh in conference. So, they are 5 and 2 at home, 0 and 1 away. Since the last episode, they played UCLA and won by a score of 2 to 0 that came from a goal by Joel Walker in the 3rd minute and Sophie Jaffal in the 43rd minute. Their next game came against San Diego State, which is a Pac-12 school in soccer. And their goals came from Sophie Jaffal in the 48th minute and Stephan Yates in the 50th minute. To preview their schedule coming up, they have a week off. So their next game is Sunday, September 29th, and it is against UC Davis here at Paul Lorenz Field in Corvallis. Followed by that, they will continue Pac-12 play on October 3rd at California followed by October 6th at Stanford. So they have a little California road trip there. And then they will go on over to Washington on October 23rd, or October 13th, sorry. Then at San Diego State, October 24th. Then at UCLA, October 27th. So they have a little bit of an away game stretch there. So for both these teams, there's going to be a little bit of a road stretch there that's going to really, I think, push and, Test his team, and we'll really get to see, okay, where are they at?
0: Probably not bad to play in Cali as far as the weather at that time either. So uh, women's volleyball, uh, they are coming off of the Homewood Suites UNC CSU Classic, the one that I called Hollywood last week that Nate corrected me on was Homewood. Um, It was a difficult trip for the women's volleyball team. Um, They lost all three matches. Uh, Northern Colorado lost to Colorado State and also lost to Cal Poly. Um, they are a team that's battling injuries right now. So if you guys remember, I talked about that. Um, I think it was it came off the Hoosier invite a couple weeks ago. So they're battling some injuries um, from some of their top hitters. Uh, so they're kind of in recovery mode right now. Um, so hopefully they can get back on track because they are sitting right now at six and five um, with a three-match losing streak. So coming up for them, they are starting Pac-12 play. We talked about it earlier in the show, uh, Civil War this week, this Thursday against number 24 Oregon at 5:30 p.m. Uh, so if you're in the area and you're like Nate, passionate, head over and watch the Beeves. And then on Friday they are playing Colorado. So Pac-12 play opens up for the women's volleyball team this week.
2: Now on to softball, and I know what you're thinking. Isn't softball a spring sport? That is true. But in preparation for the spring 2020 season, they're going to have a fall um, Invitational. So, all softball fans are Welcome to go to the newly renovated Corvallis uh, Oregon State University Softball Complex To look at the fall schedule. (laughs) Is it something I said?
1: It's Archer to laugh, bro. It
2: yeah. sucks, <laughs> doesn't it? It ain't fun. Okay, I'm going to get back to what I was talking about. So, uh, I guess are they, it's are I they said. playing at Goss Thursday? Goss? Did I say Goss? I think we need to. Did I say Goss? I don't know. <laughs> I, think, I think it's funny because you're, you're making up the you call. <laughs> For no, complex. Complex. No, no, no. <laughs>
0: Well, it's, it's you the, don't know the name. And I don't blame you, but you're trying to pull it off like the Oregon State University complex on campus in Corvallis, new, Oregon. New field. <laughs> hey, we can't. We're not. We're cutting this, right? No, no. Oh man, my gosh, awesome. we have to. No, Come we on. don't.
2: Oh my gosh. So it's the it's new OSU field. softball complex. It's newly renovated, and they're gonna have they're gonna be hosting four games in the month of October. October eighteenth, they're going to be hosting Corbin University at five p.m. October twenty third, Western Oregon University at six p.m. October twenty fifth, Mount Hood, which I didn't even think that was a university, at five p.m. and on October thirtieth, <laughs> and on, the, and on October thirtieth, keep it together, guys. All right, you know, October thirtieth. got we'll Mount Hood over
0: next yeah. time. It's your turn, Eric. It's, it's quite the drive up Mount Hood. Yes, it is. It's <laughs>
2: And October 30th, Northwest Christian University at 5 p.m. And all those games are going to be single games for 10 and a stretch, And that's going <laughs> to help our softball team prepare for the 2020 spring season. On to you, Nate. <laughs> great.
1: That was great, Zeke. Uh, let's head on over to men's golf. Um, so far in September, on the 16th and 17th, they had the Husky Invitational. They placed fourth out of 15 teams in that. Recently, on Monday, September 23rd, that being yesterday, they had the Wolfpack shootout in Reno, Nevada. And that was a 36-hole event on one day. So it was a morning and an afternoon. And the Beavers shot a one-over at the Montreux Country Club. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. In the morning before rallying for a 10-under in the afternoon. So they took that by eleven strokes. Coming up, they will be in the Maidstone Intercollegiate on October seventh and eighth against Hampt or in Hamptons, New York. And then October 14th and 15th, we have the Oregon State Invitational. How about that? host in it. Nice. I believe that'll be a trysting tree. That sounds right. So go golf. Keep well, going. I mean, you can go golf, but go men's golf.
2: Go golf on that day. Yeah. See how, the,
0: see yeah, how they it's like It's probably it. not going to
1: turn out.
2: You know, it'd be amazing to see like a hundred person turn out at a golf game.
1: It would be fun yeah. to kind of go watch. Yeah. I don't know what that would look like, but
0: why not? Did, did we did we find out? I got to know. What's the actual name of the softball facility?
2: It's called the OSU softball. softball. <laughs> I can't even tell <laughs> It's called the OSU softball complex.
0: Okay. It is? Yeah. Oh, good job. I'm, I'm sorry for laughing at you. Yeah. I thought you were just making it up on the spot. No, I wasn't. Jo- so okay. so what
2: I was thinking to myself, I was thinking like, oh, it's in Corvallis. And I made a mistake and said Corvallis instead of OSU. So I corrected myself to say OSU softball complex instead of Corvallis softball complex.
0: And we just, we get really loopy here at wow. the end, the rundown. I, yeah, something's going to happen it at is. some point where you two are just, just going to be laughing. I did not think it would actually
1: it. be named OSU Softball Complex.
0: Look at that! And nice. It it is a nice complex, and I actually didn't know it got renovated. Yeah, so well, renovated. yeah, and that the renovation's still going on at Gill there too. Mm-hmm. So, okay, let's wrap this up. Remember to listen, subscribe, and share the show, and follow us on our social media outlets. You can also send us a line by emailing BuiltOnBeefs at gmail.com. For Zeke and Nate, I'm Eric. Thanks for listening. We are Built on beeves.